Hey everybody, it's Dusty White, author of The Easiest Way to Learn the Tarot Ever. Thank you for tuning in. I've got a slightly different treat for you today. Today's Easy Tarot Lessons podcast is a recording of a student that I had just recently, and she has never read either one of my books. I wanted to show you that I can help you even if you've never read any of my books. I'm hoping that you will read them because they have a wealth of information and they will save you years of frustration. Nonetheless, I want you to sit back, enjoy this, take notes, please. And if you have any questions, just ask me. I'm here to help. Thanks for being here. Which books do you have of mine? Do you have the white book and the black book or just the white book? I actually don't have any of your books, Dusty. I just listened to all of your free lessons. And I've been out of work for four years, and I did get a part-time job April of this year. Congratulations on that much. Thank you. It is a tough economy. It is. I mean, I went from being a business system analyst for United Healthcare to a courier that goes around and picks up literally shit, piss, and blood. But I think brings you to what you're supposed to do is the way I believe, so here I am. <laughs> well... Here's the thing. Okay, so no, um, this is gonna be uh, this is gonna be really good because I like the opportunity to see what progress I can make with someone who hasn't even read my books. Because the whole essence of putting it in a book form is, is you know, save tens or dozens of hours of, of teaching and kind of cram it all into one. So there's a lot of stuff we won't be able to cover, but at least because you've been seeing the podcast or listening to the podcast, and have you have you been able to check out the videos on YouTube? Yeah, those are that's what I was actually using. Um, I guess it was about a year ago, maybe not quite a year ago, that I found your website and started looking at it. And then because you have those auto emails for the new ones, I would go and you know review them. So I didn't revisit this idea until. Um, they offered me a permanent part-time job, and now I know what my schedule is, so I wanted to focus on getting some extra work on the side. Sometimes it's really tough. Now, as far as the tarot, um, this is going to be a little tricky. I want to be very clear. I cannot in any way promise that you're going to make any money with this, and I don't mean to be offensive by saying this, but if you haven't read my books, there's so much information that I would like you to have before you start charging people. Okay. So let me at least cover the basics okay. as far as charging people. Now, these are my personal recommendations you know, to receive my blessings or at least avoid my castigation. I want everyone who charges money to have given at least, and, and this is a, a bare bones minimum of uh, 100 free readings. Now, this way, we, um, we increase the quality because we're trying to raise the uh, integrity of this profession. And uh, I'm, I'm out to create a, a vast uh, army or a number of uh, people who are actually really good at this and other people who aren't, well, you know, via con Dios, I can't really do much about that. But if we can create a large number of people who are doing this properly and getting their clients great results and good answers, then absolutely, uh, we can we can do some uh, some create some real value in here. Now, I think of all your points, I really think point number two about confidence, and referring back to the book. I don't know what books you have, and the reason why I wrote the two books that I did was because after 
15 years of studying the tarot and practicing and fighting with it, uh, I, it finally broke through to me. I, you know, I read enough books and I gave enough readings and I practiced and, uh, and all of a sudden it just clicked. And at that point I ended up getting a job and then I started teaching people what I knew and uh, I developed a pretty good reputation. I was very fortunate that way. And then years went by and I thought, I need to, to just consolidate all this information. So the fact that you at least have the knowledge from the podcasts and, and the videos will serve as a good base. Um, and I, I did, I, a Universal Lake Tarot deck came to me 20 years ago. And I have the intuitive tarot book written um, by Rich, Richard Gordon with Dixie Taylor. And, um, you know, I, I know, I, you know, I'm understanding of Pamela Coleman Smith and all of, you know, all that good stuff. But I've done readings over the years, but I use it. I've always done it more, for lack of a, a better word, as a hobby. Yeah, doing it for friends and family, and, and then I kind of stopped because people realized how true and accurate it could be and started leaning on me more and more, and I just felt that I didn't want people to live their whole life, every question, every determination on the tarot. Well, that's good. That's that's something I really think we need to get out to the world is it's like any other crutch, any other um, source of information we always have to make our own decisions and relying too much on statistical information or divination um, it, it really is a bad recipe it, it doesn't lead to success and we don't want to enable people who are emotionally weak to become dependent on us it's uh it, it's just bad juju and it's bad form but also um it, it it can get us in legal trouble at some point. And also, if someone becomes too reliant on us and they don't like what we have to say, to say you know, because we didn't predict them roses and rainbows and unicorns, they, you know, they start disparaging us in, in public. Um, so the best way to do this is with, with ethics and integrity. Um, okay, yeah. so... and you hit the mark right there, Dusty, because... What I have found is I can go right along, and at the beginning, I didn't want to say anything negative. I always pulled just the positive out. But then because um, they leaned so much, I started realizing, okay, here, here's some other oddities that I need to share with you. And as soon as you start sharing that visible information, they all of a sudden you don't know what you're doing. Let me let me give you a quick analogy about the whole happy, positive, sunshine thing, because there are some books out there, and I won't name them, but there's far too many of them that, uh, and especially all the crap on the internet. Um, don't read reverse cards. Don't ever tell people negative things. Now, granted, I, I mean, one thing I will say, don't give health readings. If you're not a doctor, and you're not a psychologist, you're not a lawyer, don't give... Uh, you know, psychological advice, don't give uh, medical opinions, and don't give legal advice. I mean, that that's just a given. But there's uh, too many books out there that say, uh, hey, you know, don't don't give bad, bad news. You know, always, always see the positive. Always turn it into positive. Well, this is a rather barbaric example, but to save us time, I'm just going to use it. If you're standing in the middle of the road and I see a truck coming, and, it, and the guy is asleep at the wheel, or he's, you know, playing Jenga on his iPhone. I don't know. Uh, I don't even. You can't play Jenga on your iPhone. 
Uh, I'm going to tell you to get the hell out of the way. I'm not going to sit there and go, oh, you know, God will protect you or whatever is meant to be. That's what's going to happen. All we have to do is think happy, positive thoughts, law of attraction, law of attraction. I'm not going to do that. And in the same way, the essence of the tarot cards is is literally just uh, the tarot is a system with 78 cards. Okay, you know, uh, there are other oracle decks, so they have different number of cards. But the essence is there are 78 cards in this particular oracle deck that we call the tarot. Those 78 cards have to combine and interact with the question that you asked based on the uh, client's situation to answer any possible thing that could happen in life. Well, that's a lot for 78 cards. And this is why I rail against um, fixed meanings for the cards or Kabbalistic interpretation. I, I'm a huge um, fan for lack of better words, because it's like I'm not personally uh, involved in it, uh, of the uh, Hebrew religion. I mean, the, the alphabet is amazing, and how each letter is, is a word. And, and there's so much scholarly information in that that I don't like the salad bar mentality of just saying, oh, I'm a Kabbalist without actually going to rabbinical school, without actually being Hebrew or understanding the, the, the depth of the language. I mean, you know, something to go on. Just just reading a book and going, well, this is the fool and it means Aleph and, and you know, you're like, oh, okay. And then you start telling that to people and they're like, well, what does that have to do with whether my boyfriend's cheating on me or, or should I invest in this particular stock? And again, I don't, <laughs> going back into financial advice, don't give, don't give financial advice if you're not a certified professional. But as an example, uh, people come to you, they, they have questions, they want answers. They don't want spiritual mumbo-jumbo, and a, far too many readers use that spiritual mumbo-jumbo to kind of couch their answers. You know, it's, like, it's no different than you go to um, like a hypnosis show, or not a hypnosis, um, I don't even know what those guys are called, but... Uh, they're on stage and they're like, I'm, I'm, I'm getting an R. Does anybody in the audience have an R? And it's like, well, that's a joke. You know, we're not in that business. Uh, we're here to help people. And so the, the shortest, easiest way to do that is to understand the core traditional meanings of the cards. Okay, that's your roadmap. You know, we, we know that generally the two of cups is two people interacting. It could be teamwork. It could be a hot date. Uh, you know, it's, uh, if you're using the Rider weight or the Pamela Coleman-Smith Rider Waite, uh, you know, PCSRW, as I call it, or I think the other people call the RWS, whatever. It's got a picture of a caduceus and the lion and the nobility, and you can say, well, it could be a, could be a prescription. Uh, it could be, um, you know, people meeting or coming together. So these are all relatively similar, except for the prescription, because now you're looking at the image itself. It... I like to say it's like a goldfish bowl, where the tarot card meaning of that particular reading is the goldfish. It can swim around in a little area. You can't jump out of the bowl and, you know, this card just means whatever you want it to. That, that, that doesn't make sense. But it allows the card's room to breathe because there's only 78 of them. And, Simple, simple statistics shows that there's not 78 things that can happen to you in one particular day. Right. So this is where card interaction comes in. This is where 
your intuition. Now we're jumping ahead to when you're doing this as a professional and, and so that's the whole point of the exercises and all of this lesson uh, material is to get you to that point. But when you jump ahead, what you're going to do is you're going to shuffle, you're going to ask a question specific to the cards, I mean, well, to, I'm sorry, specific to the uh, client's situation. And you will ask it of the cards or to the cards. Now, that's just a little metaphor. We don't actually you know, think that the cards have sentient intelligence. It's just a way of putting us in the right mindset to where we can open up that channel. Uh, again, all of this is deeply explained in the books, but I'm just trying to give you the quick crash course in it. Um, so the colloquialism we use is ask the cards. It's just, it's just a quick and easy way to put yourself in the right mindset. So you're shuffling, I'm asking blah, blah, blah. And we shuffle until we get that little ding of awareness. We don't count, we don't force ourselves to shuffle seven times or three piles. This all sounds nice on paper, but if you want to see if it works or not, follow the clients of someone who does this and watch how they don't come back or ask them without, without any bias. How did that work out for you? Ask them like three weeks later, a month later, six months later. And you will find that they've forgotten, they're savagely disappointed. If the readers were doing their job, they wouldn't be able to leave the house because what we have is the ability to predict the future. We have the ability to answer questions that can't be answered through other means. This is if we're doing it right. So if we in fact have that ability, holy crap, sign me up. You know, people, you know, you know, you can tell me, you can give me advice so I can use my common sense and keep this off to the side and go, mm, you know, kind of like a little extra inside information. And when I see things coming together, I say, oh, I know what's going to happen next. Wow, that's that's huge. That's actionable intelligence. This is uh, stockbrokers on uh, or or financial analysts in, on, in Wall Street get paid hundreds of thousands of dollars every year, some of them millions of dollars a year, to do exactly this. So we're using the tarot. Um, so we the end goal is we want to give good quality advice and the way to do this is to throw out rigid rules and structure the the structure we do have is if you're going to use a chart uh, i'm sorry if you're going to use a spread a spread is nothing more than an organizational chart now yes that's rigid okay that's fine there uh, we are going to ask the client, what do you want to know? We are going to ask a question of the cards. We're going to deal the cards out. So there are certain rules in place. But once the cards are on the table, uh, the way the cards are supposed to work is the images that come out are designed by divine providence. You know, if you want to say that uh, this is the way the tarot works, it's an easy way to say it. To stimulate your intuitive faculties to pop an answer into your brain and then you open your mouth and words come out people go wow that's the short version to get there we do a lot of practice so uh, as you've seen in the videos and the podcasts and the books um, there are key exercises where we're talking about blending we're talking about perspective like this happens to me versus this happens to you matter of fact I think I just put up uh, a video on that so you can probably see that on uh, YouTube or Vimeo um, so that, that'll be a new one. That's uh, exercise two right out of the book. It doesn't thoroughly explain it, but, uh, you know, you'll be able to watch it a few times. It's a free video, and you'll go, oh, I got this. You know, this happens to me, this happens to you. Um, the purpose of that 
is to divorce us from being afraid to give bad news or getting overly excited about giving good news. Um, and these all emulate the exact experiences you're going to have when you are reading for someone, whether they're paying you or not. So it's, it's on the job of practice, essentially, without the pressure of being on the job and having to do this. So when you sit down and someone does have money on the table, or they're sitting there with their arms folded going, okay, you're the psychic, you should know. All you <laughs> have to do is do what you already know, and you'll right. be so amazed at how easy it flows. Okay. So this, this comes back to your confidence question. So let's see if we can knock that one out right now. So once again, um, just to, to make sure we're on the same page. Um, you haven't gotten the books, but you have been able to listen to podcasts and the videos. Uh, and another important thing that I should have mentioned earlier, um, it's nice to read books. I, I, I recommend people read every quality book on, on the subjects that they're interested in. But as far as the tarot, nothing will substitute for hands-on time. And this is something you already have, so that's an edge in your favor is even if you haven't been doing it expertly or it's hard to say right or wrong. Again, the end result is if it works for you, you're doing it right. If it's kind of working well, you're doing it kind of right. But having that hands-on time is uh, it's the equivalent of muscle memory. You, you, right. um, you're not staring at a brand at a deck card going, oh, that's a piece of paper. <laughs> well, what am I going to do now? Um, so you have the basic idea. All we have to do is fine-tune your technique. And the faster we can get you to a, um, uh, a good deal of depth, where you can give a lot of information, accuracy, and specifics. Depth, accuracy, and specifics. That's where the real money is. Um, and that's all you need to worry about is depth, accuracy, and specifics. You don't have to worry about any of the fancy voodoo stuff or wearing some kind of crazy costume. As a matter of fact, a lot of the highest uh, paid readers in the world, they wear suits and, suits and ties or business um, dresses or whatever. You, you never know. You know that's, that's the funny thing. People are making all the money. Um, you never know that. And they don't advertise because they don't have to. So let's get into this real quick. Um, so from where you're at, what I would say the most important thing that you can work on right now, and I will have new videos and podcasts for you, um, hopefully every week. So continue to do that to uh, get your education. If and when you can get a copy of the book, at least the white one, that'll help a lot. Well, but uh, even up until that point, and I want you to don't want to put yourself in any financial uh, you know pressure on, on by committing to that, but up until that point, um, let's get you working with your cards right now. The most important thing you can do right now is um, a lot of hands-on time with your cards. I'm going to give you a couple of different exercises real quick. These are, some of them are from the easiest way to learn the tarot ever, some of them are from advanced tarot secrets. I'm not going to differentiate. I'm just going to say, here, try this, this, and this, and then when you're at home or when we're off the, off the uh, lesson, you can just try these, and these will really help. Uh, okay. one, one of them is from Advanced Tarot Secrets. I said I was going to differentiate, but I guess I did. Um, 
it, it just for sake of uh, argument, it's called news you can trust. Um, I like dynamic content like news or TMZ or Entertainment Tonight. Um, something that it's a, every time you turn on the show, it's going to be different subject. You know, what did what did so and so do today? And uh, what you know, it's not like a sitcom or or pre-recorded uh, drama where it's a predictable storyline. So let's say you're sitting in front of the TV. Um, just have your cards, let's say, in your lap or in your hands. You're just kind of, un it's a, I think it's called an overhand shuffle, where you grab, like, the bottom of the deck and you just kind of, you know, let it slide into the top of the deck. Um, it's a very um, low uh, labor-intensive shuffle. Uh, the, the standard shuffle, the bridge shuffle, or the ripple shuffle, that's, you know, where the cards slap around, that's, that's way too loud and, and requires too much focus you know just like move the cards you know, a couple of cards from the middle of the deck to the top of the deck but just kind of get in a rhythm of that while you're watching um i'm gonna say tmz because tmz is just it, it's too much fun so picking a random celebrity um jay-z okay he seems to be a pretty popular guy so harvey comes on and says jay-z did blah 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 and is scandalous, or maybe he did something charitable, or I mean, but you know, it's 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 obviously sensationalistic, and and that's why Harvey's bringing it up. Well, what I'd like you to do is you're watching, you're consuming the content, and again, this applies same thing about the news. You know, police are searching for the arsonist. Ooh, well, there's a good one. Okay, no, is Jay Z the arsonist? You know, just ask your cards. Is Jay Z the arsonist? And of course, hopefully, you're gonna know because you know. I, not his really, not his thing really, but you're gonna start practicing just doing little one card readings, and I don't even want to call them one card readings because that puts a stamp of authority on it. You're just gonna ask your cards questions, but it's gonna be really in passing because your focus is on the news or the entertainment or whatever show you're watching, and it's almost like imagine you're listening to a politician going and I promise this and I promise that and you got your little cards you're like oh oh that was a lie mm, oh oh he is going to do that oh oh he thinks he's going to do that but he's going to have to compromise do you see do you see the process I'm getting at where you're absorbing information and... I do it's kind of like whenever I would um, challenge my pendulum I would know the answer and I would challenge it and then I could validate it exactly that's a slightly different technique but it's the same both of those work where you can take pre-existing knowledge and and ask the cards that and that's really good i like that because um that would help me understand the cards yeah. it does it allows you to find out how you best work with the cards um, because the essence is we ask a question we get an answer um, that's the easy way of putting it. Uh, a little bit more in depth is that some of us are more, uh, th there's various fields of, uh, and this is all in the black book, um, dowsing, manifestation, brainstorming, uh, reading the distant past, reading distant locations. Um, these are uh, treasure hunting. These are all highly specialized fields. Right. Um, it, now, we can all say we ask questions, we get answers, but... You know, as you develop as a professional, you'll say, or, or, or even not necessarily saying 
I am going to make you know charge people for this. You can you can do well reading the tarot and never have to you know charge anybody anything. You can just do it for yourself, um, for your own edification. Like, well, should I do this? What about this? And all we're doing, I'm going to put this in really simple monotheistic Judeo Judeo Christian terms. We're asking God for help. I mean, you know, we're we're reaching out to the divine, the spirit guides, whatever. If we can do that, I mean, and religion is older than time, and so is divination. They kind of go together. So all we're doing is we're reaching out to whatever we prefer to term the divine as and using the cards as a focal point to give us clear answers um, because most of us just aren't trained uh, years of, tra- of intense, you know, monkish training to to channel in divine energy, but the tarot cards make it really easy. Um, right. It's not the card that has the magic. The magic is always in you. But what we're doing is we're allowing, and again, going back to my simplistic terminology so that, you know, it's real easy, is we're allowing God to go, mm, no, this card, this card. Like, okay, I'm looking at this card. That's all you need to do. Oh, I'm looking at this card. Oh, I get it. The better we get at doing all this, there's only two things that we really developed. We developed the ability to pull the right card because we're listening, and we developed the ability to interpret what it is about that card that relates to this situation. And and that's why we have to divorce ourselves or wean ourselves off of like fixed, hard, rigid, you know, the cards must mean this. Um, So this is making sense, right? Yes, and that's a great practice idea. I love it. Okay, so that's just one opportunity. Now, another thing I'd like you to do, and this is completely separate time, and side note, like I do, the more you put into this, the more you'll get out of it. Um, As again, hands-on practice time. But uh, the most important exercises, I think, by far, are exercises 1, 1A, and 2. Now, 2 is already in the video that I just put up last night, so I won't go into that. Easy to understand. You'll you'll watch it a few times. You'll go, I get it. Um, But 1 and 1A um, are eerily similar. You sit down with your deck. You shuffle them because that way they're not the... You're not doing the same cards in order all the time. All right. You just flip a card and you look at it three, five seconds if you need, maybe 15 or 20 seconds. Don't don't really, you know, don't force yourself too much. Uh, you know, do, don't force yourself. If, uh, if you don't see something, put the card aside, but don't spend a minute trying to figure it out. Um, just flip a card and see what that card says to you at that moment. Let's see if I have a deck handy here as I dig through my papers. Um, I'm in the middle of building this tarot super site for you guys, and so I've got all kinds of paper. It's not just enough that I have everything on my computer. I've got papers everywhere. Okay, I've got uh, the Hanson Roberts deck here. It's a very nice, pretty deck. Okay, so I'm just going to crack the deck in half. Pop. Ace of Rods, which is, you know, their version of the Ace of Wands. Um, I could go typical meaning. I could go whatever I'm looking at. Here's what I see. I see a castle in the background. I see a big giant stick with a flower on it. I see a whole bunch of clouds with the, you know, the big sunrise. I'm thinking, okay, um, it's uh, sunrise after rain. Well, for example, it's raining today, so tomorrow the skies are going to be ridiculously blue because all the stuff is out of the water. 
or I can say, ah, might makes right, you know, and it's not the traditional meaning of the card. That's a little bit more Ace of Swords. But here's this wand just appearing out of nowhere, and behind it is a castle, you know. I am the authority, or, or you know, my power comes from benevolent tyranny. Um, you know what, that's, now that's more like exercise 1A. Exercise 1, you choose one meaning for a card, and then you move on. Exercise 1A uh, is important because once you've done exercise 1 once or twice, I don't want you to keep coming up with the same meaning. So exercise 1A is where we try to find an alternate meaning. So it could be, you could choose from traditional, you could choose from what that card is saying to you at the moment, or let's, I'm gonna do this next one, it's just whatever's on this picture. This particular, oh actually, that, because that one's so different, I'm going to, I would add the Seven of Cups, but uh, because it's a different image than the, the Rider weight. So I've got the Fool. Um, boy, what am I looking at? I'm looking at a guy walking off a cliff. Okay. Hey, Sparky, turn around. Stop what you're doing and turn around right now. Right. So that, that was easy. Um, okay, scramble, scramble. And I look at the card again and I go, this guy doesn't have a cure in the world. Now, those are two different meanings, but if you look at them, both of them technically could be accurate and both of them could apply in different readings. Notice I haven't said, oh, it's you're going to meet someone because there, there's no indication. I haven't jumped out of the cards. I just looked at the card. Or, um, Haha, look, he's being chased by a dog. Do you see how, do you see where I'm getting here? Where we're going? Yeah. And, and that's one of the things that really attracted me to all of your um, podcasts were the uh, ability to have those alternate meetings based on the blended spread. And uh, I like it. Thank you. So the first thing we do, even before we start blending, is we have to be able to free our mind. Um, our minds generally like patterns, some people more than others. Um, those are called fixed in astrology. Uh, but hey, our minds like patterns. I'm sorry, what? I'm going to go grab another cup of coffee, if you don't mind. Oh, absolutely. I'll be right here. I'll be here. 30 seconds. Take your time. Let me see, what do I want to... Dusty my decks. Exercise, let's say 1-1-A, same basic thing. I want you to spend some time, uh, and again, the more the better, and the beauty of this is you can do it anywhere. Um, as a matter of fact, if you have a pocket deck or, uh, or a miniature deck, um, that's more convenient. But if you just have a standard size deck, as long as, as long as you can fit it in your hand, purse, bag, pocket, whatever, um, you can do it pretty much anywhere. And I like the idea of doing it in different locations 
so that we're not mentally training ourselves that we always have to be sitting at a table and we always have to be very serious and um, the, the important thing is to have some fun with this um, so if you can try to just kind of drag your cards around with you uh, now that goes into the old superstition of oh the cards have to be wrapped in silk or or um, uh, some kind of samba wood teak wood zebra wood you know something that are, that's all nice but that's uh, called superstitious nonsense um, so what I want you to do is just um, think of your cards as your keys what do you use the keys for <laughs> open the door other than that you throw them in a bowl we want to you know protect our cards because it's like any tool we want to take care of it but don't don't fall into the trap or let people tell you that you know they're they're special and holy they're just pieces of paper with them um, with ink on them so you can take them different places and uh, for example if you were riding on the bus that would be one thing or if you're standing in line at the DMV you know you could do that although people look at you weird but of course <laughs> DMV people always look at you weird it's like because it's kind of an unfriendly place um, I apologize to the DMV I love the DMV <laughs> it's not the DMV personnel it's just a weird thing when you know a whole bunch of people are like me first me first um, yeah so uh so we have two basic exercises there now what these are doing is these are root exercises these are at the core base because if nothing else if you just did these you would learn these these exercises that i've gone through you would learn how you interact with the cards and what the cards generally say to you because eventually you're going to develop a conversation with the deck where you could have um, a conversation with an invisible friend and I know this sounds kind of crazy but let's just try it okay so um, Harvey the six-foot rabbit I mean oh my god that goes back to I wasn't even alive when that movie was made but uh, <laughs> Jimmy Stewart um, I, I know for all the all the kids and here's your back in the 19th uh, 20th century um, so uh, famous movie he has an invisible rabbit as a friend so let's say we have an invisible rabbit so I say um, Harvey um, how are you doing today and I flip a card and I've got the hermit reverse and say hmm I want to get out of the house you know, I want to go somewhere or, I'm tired of being you know you're my only friend I'm feeling lonely <laughs> I want, you know, it's like Oh, okay. Um, well, uh, let's see. Let's. What should I say back? I say, uh, death. Well, let's put an end to that. <laughs> see, how <laughs> it was. There was nobody dying. There's no like, oh, it's doom and gloom. It's death, as in the end. <laughs> so, as it applies to the situation. So, see how the cards are applying to the situation. We're not trying to force reality into the cards right that's a huge huge mistake that a lot of people okay and then, and then harvey says um five of swords uh, Ooh, that's a tough one um <laughs> you go out and make me friends <laughs> it's not my job <laughs> you go out and make friends and i say four of cups reversed um let's see uh, harvey you gotta be open to opportunities as they arise <laughs> you know it's kind of hard for you being invisible and then um, Harvey says in response, three of pentacles reversed, you know, it's the guy, it's the master, he's making all those cards, he's like, I'm invisible and I'm a rabbit. It's not like I really have a lot of power to do these things. So, 
this is what in the future this is literally what it's going to be like where it's almost like you're having a conversation with the cards and then you turn to your client and say okay you know like you're a translator <laughs> here's what god is saying <laughs> No, and then, okay, I'll, I'll go back. Blip, blip, blip. Nope, nope, nope. Ain't gonna work. Blip, blip, blip. But if you did this, so see how you're kind of a counselor, a translator. Uh, that's really all divination is. Is people are looking for answers, even if it's for ourselves. And if it's for ourselves, we step into the other part of our brain where we can be objective. We say, okay, this teacher, and we say, um, all right. I want answers about this. I'm asking questions. We accept the answer. And when we accept the answer, we don't take it as gospel. We don't take it as, oh, well, the card has said this, and therefore it is. Uh, we take it as, this is information that I'm receiving. And right. as I develop my skill, I will be able to get more information out of every single card. I will, it'll make it, every card will make you know, more sense. But for right now, whatever your skill level is, I'm going to add it to what I know. And if it completely contradicts what I know, there's a good chance that I just pulled out the wrong card because I wasn't paying attention. I wasn't doing the basics right. So even if you just did these exercises, when you go to do a spread, you'll get good, solid, reliable information. You may not get the fancy stuff that we can do in, a, in the advanced level but again it's it's like anything else in life all the fancy tricks in the world will not make up for remedial uh, skills or elementary you know fundamentals Absolutely. now this of course is going to boost your confidence tremendously because at that point you can say well it, it works and it's working for me and you may not be confident giving a whole bunch of extended information but, but again, that's what the book's for. That's what the training's for. Um, but if you have that root core confidence that you can pull a card or two or three cards. And, um... Okay, thanks for listening. That's that lesson. And I've got a new series coming out that we've just started. It's also free. We are starting with the easiest way to learn the tarot ever. And we're going to go through that entire book. And then we're going to move on to advanced tarot secrets. This is to support anyone who has the book and has questions but does not want to take any lessons or does not have the financial ability to do so. I want to make sure that you can always learn the tarot without any economic impediments. Thank you for being here. Bye.